This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Hello and welcome back to the Global Glamping Podcast. Now, investing with a purpose is the future. If you can put your money somewhere, get a return and it's actually doing something good. Imagine that. So any investors out there today, this is the episode you're going to want to, to listen to because with the guidance of the CEO of Global Glamping, Simon Fabian, we're going to uncover a rewarding investor opportunity. Now, if you've ever wondered about the intersection of charity, innovation, investment, this episode is tailor-made for you. Welcome again, Simon Fabian, CEO of Global Glamping. G'day, Adam. Great to be here. Fantastic. All right. Describe to me, how does this investment opportunity work? I'm an investor. I've got, let's say, anywhere between 30 and a, and a couple of hundred grand. Talk to me. I'm ready to, to find a, an opportunity with purpose, but I still want to make money. Yep. What do you got for me? Well, um, what have I got for you? Um, <laughs> does it have steak knives? No. <laughs> well, it could. It could. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you need? Um, look, Essentially, Global Gamping Charities, as you know, is all about solving homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, um, that side of the property market, if you like, has been low return, high risk of damaged properties, um, and not just that area, but mm-hmm. in general. And to buy a, an investment property, um, you know, under 200000 is almost not heard of to well, get a decent return. Impossible, right? yeah. isn't it? So, well, I won't say impossible because <laughs> in my world, anything is possible, right. but it, it would be difficult. I love that about you and global glamping. Um, yeah, well, it <laughs> drives me every day. So um, what we've got is a uh, relocatable home that is uh, registrable as a caravan. So it can be towed from one site to another. Okay. However, um, have the patent via um, the company that's building these homes for us mm-hmm. and the home actually unfolds to the maximum of a four-bedroom home um, and you put some gardening around the outside of this we'll call it a dwelling mm-hmm. um, and you'd barely know that it was on wheels right, right? the inspiration was that well, for that was the floods in northern New South Wales if they can come if they come back have we have another flood um, how can we save properties? Well, these fold up within a day and you can tow them to higher ground. I.e., right. so they've lost their home in a flood. They get one of these. They still want to stay in the area, mm-hmm. the same place that got flooded last time. But with this one, pack it up and take it to higher yeah. ground before, because with all these floods, you sort of, you know they're coming. Yeah, well, and this is why the New South Wales government is proposing to buy the land back and raise the floods zone and stuff mm-hmm. in those areas. But you're talking about families that have lived there for three, four generations. Mm. They don't want to leave. No. Right? Um, and what compounds the problem is it's now very difficult to get reinsured. So even if insurance company paid out, you might find that they you can't get reinsured. Right? Um, and then you run into a problem, well, if I can't get it reinsured, then a lender won't lend us any money because you can't insure it. Sure. And just the whole system falls apart. With ours, it reduces that because the insurance is on a caravan insurance. It's not on a home insurance. Right. So, A, it's cheaper, and B, it's doable. Mm. Um, and if you choose to buy land elsewhere and move, you can just pick your house up and, and take it with you. 
Awesome. Right. So the win, wins all around for, for the owner. Okay. For the investment side of things, um, it's a much smaller investment and in proportion the rents are a lot higher in terms of the return percentage. Okay. So for the purpose of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, double-digit returns is what we're looking at. Okay. Um, but we have one at the moment that's being finalised today, actually, mm-hmm. um, and the return is 30% for the investor. Okay, so talk um, me through the numbers on that. Let's use that one as an example. Yep. So how much was the how much did the investor put in, and was that the full purchase price of the yep. Yep. the dwelling? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. let's use round numbers so that people can uh, let. Uh, so let's just pretend this is a hundred thousand. Let's use nice round. Numbers. Well, why don't we use real numbers? All right. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the, the house for this particular one was thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand. He's given um, you thir- he or she has given you thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You've yep. gone and purchased this. Uh, Movable dwelling. Yeah. Well, they're built to order. So okay. that's a good thing. So we don't have to purchase it and compete with other sure. things. Okay. Um, and we don't take the money for the property until we've got the house confirmed, the delivery date confirmed, and the tenant confirmed. confirmed. Okay. Um, because the last thing we want to do is take money from people under false pretenses. Sure. Okay. Um, so that particular one, the tenant will be paying $200 a week rent mm-hmm. or 10400 a year, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is close enough to a 30% return. We don't take any management fees out of that. Nothing. The only um, conditions, if you like, is up front we need to know uh, does the investor want to own the the property or the house, van, call it what you will, um, at the end of the seven years or are they happy for the tenant to buy it? Um, because you know, the tenant makes decisions based on that. If they're going to buy it to raise the funds, there's two or three ways it can be done. Number one is it's an extra eighty-eight dollars a week for the tenant, so two eighty-eight rent, which is still so they're then renting to buy. Yeah, effectively. Um, and how long is the term? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So the end result is the investor makes seventy thousand roughly over the seven years, plus gets the capital back at the back end. Um, if they choose that, they could just leave it in the rental pool and continue to take the rent if they chose. Um, but we need to know up front to be fair to the tenant because if someone's t- renting okay. for seven years thinking they're going to buy the property, sure, and then it's, oh, no, you're not. So there's all you know. con- legal contracts yeah. done around that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from the time, this is a, an amazing concept. Amazing. I mean, you're not only solving homelessness for somebody and giving somebody, you know, a leg up who really needs it, but you could be giving them the chance to own a owner property at the end of it while making returns that are well above the yep. the norm as well yeah and i i think at the end of the day the reason this will work is because we're not in it for profit if you start adding management fees and mm. profitability onto a company on top it couldn't be done mm. but because we're not for profit it just works the numbers add up okay and so the rent's paid straight into the investor's bank account or does yep. it come through the charity it gets paid from the tenant to the charity and then we pass it on pass to it the straight on yeah fantastic and that works that'll be a monthly payment but it could be weekly depending okay. on workflows what risks are there involved for a an investor i guess the tenant not doing the right thing and vacating the property or damaging it, or you know your normal risks to property. But you'd have landlords insurance and um, or insurances around we da- put, from the damage point of view. That sort of thing is. We put the earnest on that on the tenant if they're buying the property. If they're not, that needs to be reworked into the scenario. Sure. Um, but to help 
mitigate that risk, if you like, uh, with the tenant looking to buy the home at the back end, there's less chance of them trashing the property because why mm. would you trash your own house? Yeah. Right? So we do the yeah, more discreet ways of managing that. Yep. Um, and background checks before the tenant moves in as well. And the investor can actually have a look at the tenant as part of the um, full transparency of the deal so they can make their own judgment based sure. on that. And another benefit from our end is because it's not real estate, it's technically a rental business of vans. Um, we don't need to worry about the rent, uh, residential leasing laws um, because we're not renting homes. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. It, look, it's a fabulous, fabulous idea. I mean, again, Thank again, you. you just, oh. it, win, 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 win. Yep. Again, ev- everywhere you, Everywhere you look. So, what sort of investment amounts are you looking at? Is thirty five thousand the, the minimum? That, well, thirty five thousand's been the cheapest home we've provided yeah, so it, it far. Maps across to yeah. whatever you're going yeah. to buy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think on average it's probably going to be around that hundred and ten, hundred and thirty mark. But that'll be a two, three, four bedroom okay. home. And you've got so. tenants. What when I say well suitable. Um, tenants waiting for all levels of homes? There's always interest, but it's been a means of finding a way to raise the capital to get the home in the first place and put this together. Okay. So I'm very confident we've got the tenancy side sorted. Um, Part B is how do we get the houses? This is the way we're doing it. Sure, sure. So let's talk timelines. Mm-hmm. I come along to you today with 110,000, 35,000, whatever it may be, the, the right amount to buy a certain um, mm-hmm. dwelling. Yep. From that point, you go to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. How? What's the timeline? You said you don't have to put the money in until it's all ready to go. Correct. Talk talk me through the timeline. From the, the time I say, Simon, I've got I've got X dollars that for X, X type of dwelling. Yep timeline from there best case scenario four weeks um, they can get this done in four weeks yeah well, the manufacturer can build at this point one a week but he's looking to multiply that out as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um, brand new manufacturer um, that we supported um, in setting the business up because we needed a type of house that was available when we needed it um, sure there's only one other competitor in the country mm-hmm. and their wait times are up to nine months well how do you put a deal together like no, we're doing it for nine months so much changes in nine months yeah, yeah. And investors want to get their money invested today mm-hmm. tomorrow not that's it yeah. and so for let's say for let's say four six eight weeks whatever it might be four mm-hmm. being the best yeah. uh but you don't pay until the 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 property's built yeah, and the tenant is ready to go in. Pretty much. Um, the only caveat around that is the manufacturer might need a deposit um, because we need to protect ourselves around the investor changing their mind. Sure. Um, but those things can be worked out in the deal. Yep. But fundamentally, yeah, we don't want your money until we're ready to go. Okay. What happens if, a, a, I guess... <coughs> Sorry. Going back to potential risks there might mm-hmm. be for a... Uh, for an investor here, because a, a, a prudent investor, I mean, it's ticking lots of boxes, just about all of them. But let's let's talk through um, things that could go wrong. A tenant wants to move out halfway through, or you know, just stops, or let's say stops paying the rent, or loses the ability to pay rent in in, in whatever circumstances. What happens in that scenario? Okay, obviously, from scenario to scenario, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. 
um, given its low rent, um, and let's just assume the person was on Centrelink for argument's sake, mm-hmm. um, it's not too high for Centrelink to be paying rent assistance. So therefore there's some protections in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're exploring at the moment the opportunity for Centrelink to pay the rent directly to us as well mm-hmm. as a, a safety net. Yep. Um, outside, I mean, there's risk in everything. Of course. Um, and people don't know what their circumstances are until that happens. Yep. Uh, the house that's going in today, the, the rains, the floods, the side of the mountain fell down on this guy's house. Right. So his house is still under six foot of mud. Mm-hmm. This is his only opportunity to get out of that situation, but he was uninsured um, and left with nothing. Right. And what we're talking to, two and a half years down the track, and he's still homeless. Mm. Um, so that sort of stuff's going to be there. I mean, any seasoned investor or any investor really should measure the risks before they invest anyway. And we'd certainly encourage them to go and get some financial advice or accounting advice before sure. they get involved from an sure. investment perspective. And can you said that the the investor could be involved in looking at the prospective tenant yep. tenants. Yep. Um, can they make stipulations that they need to be employed? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. How, how much input do they have on deciding that tenant and having things in their mind like they need to be employed? We're open to do that. Um, always on a case-by-case basis. Um, you know, some, some investors, depending on their appetite, might go 30% return on 35 grand, not a lot of money. It's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. And others might be more conservative and go, oh, I'm really worried about A, B, C, D, E, F, yep. G. That's fine. Um, there's no pressure on us, well, so no pressure on them, mm-hmm. um, because our livelihood doesn't depend on the investment. We're not selling it; we're just giving you an opportunity. Mm. It doesn't affect us at all. I mean, we obviously care about people because uh, that's what we do, um, but we're not attached to getting the sales through to keep the company or the charity alive, mm. um, which is a nice place to be because there's no sales pressure at all. Mm. Fantastic. So these are fold-away homes. Mm-hmm. Paint a picture for me. What do these things look like? How long do they take to fold out and fold up? Less than a day on both accounts. Um, effectively, the walls and everything fold inside the van. Um, so it, it arrives looking a bit like a semi-trailer trailer, but okay. then it unfolds off that. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a very unique concept. Um, yeah, there's two manufacturers in the country, one in Sydney, um, and now the one we're associated with. Um, the, the home show, um, the tiny home show last week or the weekend before, over a year's worth of sales on two days because of what it is and how unique it is that even other manufacturers were wanting to buy them. Really? Yeah. So it's um, exciting times for the manufacturer. Um, worries me because I want to be able to access the homes for what we're doing. Not as soon as you get an investor. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, mm. Which is why we're working with them to increase their capacity. Sure. Um, but one, one a week's not bad. You know. So a semi-trailer, it, it folds out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a, do, do you need a team to do that? Is oh, it I think it's a two or three person team. It's yeah, pretty straightforward. So. Okay, so the rains are coming. The rains are coming. We, we've got another flood. Mm-hmm. And usually we get that what we get that warning that the the system's coming, but then then it happens. Then well, we know the river's going to peak at this time. We've got until eight pm before the 
the the dams burst. Yep. So you've got that that window. How do they go about getting the home packed up? Where do they get help? How does that all happen in that you know in that urgency of that time frame? Yeah. So a couple of things. It comes with full training on how to do it. Um, so therefore, if you needed to yourself, at least you've got some hope. Sure. Um, secondly. As we grow and there's more houses out in the market, uh, our intention is to train SES upon the removal of these um, to provide that added that support. Would be, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's a, it all comes down to volume. Um, if someone can do it for themselves, you wouldn't involve SES. Um, and the support team of the manufacturer is only a small team, so they couldn't do 100 houses in a day. Sure. So. But worst comes to worst, you can't get it up for whatever set of circumstances mm -hmm. you're insured under caravan insurance yeah yep. so you're fully insured mm -hmm. fantastic yeah which so makes it easier on a whole heap of different fronts as absolutely well, so. and you go straight back to the manufacturer and hopefully get another one done you know god forbid that that happens we're, we're, we're putting putting this in place so you just pack it up and go and yep. you know but um there's a there's a contingency oh absolutely i mean we try to look for every possible risk for everything we do um, but we're not ignorant to the fact that there's some things you don't know until it happens and go, oh, I wish I'd known that. Mm. We're all experts mm. in hindsight, aren't we? So, How many of these would you like to be rolling out, let's say, in the next 12 months? You Look, know, you I, need the investors, uh, yeah. but how many would you like? How many can you do? Um, I, we, have a, we have a view that we don't put numbers and targets on anything okay. because, therefore, you can't – well, you can, but – you generally don't exceed that. You go, oh, I've got 100. We've met our targets. we met our goal. Well, hang on, we could have done 200. Why mm. did we say 100? Mm. Right. So as many as is needed yep. by the community. Yep. Um, and natural disasters are happening more and more often, so I can't see there being a never-ending need. Sure. So Ideally, we'd like to have it be in a position where we could say to different state governments, you have a crisis, we've got the housing solution, we can get it done for you in two, three weeks, mm -hmm. and it's you know a third of the cost of a rebuild. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Look, this is another yet another amazing, amazing initiative from from Global Glamping. And uh, look, I'm sure any savvy investor out there who's heard this would w at least want to know a little bit more and get in touch. So again, it, it's the Global Glamping website, www.globalglamping.org. Correct. And your number, if they want to just give you a call or send you a text and say, I've heard the potty, I, I, I want to know more, your number? 0439 295 866. Excellent. I'm, look, I'm excited about, uh, about this one especially. Uh, this, you know, all of the things you're doing, are wonderful but this one you just you just can't you, you you can't shake it it's um it's everyone and the the end result being that someone gets a home yeah yep. you know this it's, is quite a simple one where there's not links in the chain you know an investor comes along puts the money in someone's got a home yep. and from day dot there's a return mm -hmm. so get involved get involved get in touch thanks again for coming into the studio no problem thanks that on your great day